All right, so here I am with McKenna Thurston. Could you imagine if I said your name wrong? <laughs> Could you imagine? This is my first podcast. Just call me McKenna Winter. Yeah, no, okay. Here I am with McKenna Thurston. This is the beginning of my very first podcast, but we're we're just going to be authentic. We're going to live our best lives. Oh, Man, but Kim, Kimberly would love that. Okay? Kimberly I was like, would absolutely love she that. Would she would die. She would die. Okay, let's be serious. Okay. So when I decided that I wanted to do a podcast for all the people out there, right? I was, I have this image and my image is how did I become the baddest bitch that I am? How did you do it? And I know sometimes that sounds like a little bit cocky, right? Not at all. But I feel like, um, when you're from Durango or Bayfield or Ignacia, like these little small areas, Mm -hmm. right? You have that mind setting of like that small town old vision. And I'm like, dude, I've been through some shit. And I feel like everybody close to me right now that in 2023 has also been through some shit. Totally. So the idea was let's talk to some women who have stories that start from the ground up and like, let's let the world know what's going on. So when I first met you, which was, God, what was that, like a year and a half ago? Yeah. I had no idea that it would evolve into all these things. But I don't, th- I feel like when I met you, you were so professional. So, like, you came into the studio. That's the best thing right? ever. Because I was not feeling professional at all. So, you were so professional. I remember Maddie. Okay, your sister Maddie. Um, came, came, I think she came to Chessie and I and I was like, I want you guys to meet my sister to do a, a fat, was it a fashion show that we talked about? And a photo no, photo shoot. It was like a photo, photo shoot. shoot and man, the ideas that we ran with, we never did them, but we did so much more. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. That's either here or there. That's what 2023 is for. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll get it done. We have so many days. ideas. Seriously. So <laughs> I remember she was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set it up. You guys meet my sister, talk about the fashion show. And we were talking about the Ariana. Grande video. How do you say Ariana Grande, baddest bitch ever. And so I was like, dude, that would be so, so fucking rad. Right. Can I say cuss words? Whatever. It's your podcast. Yeah, it's, I'm the boss of myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, yeah. So you came to the door and you had two iced coffees. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. You had two iced coffees and I was like, man, I'm going to really love this bitch. She just brings me presents. (laughs) And we had our conversation about hair extensions yes like we very quickly dove in and I was like listen I'm not that's I'm not doing that I'm not getting hair extensions <laughs> I'm not I'm not interested <laughs> look it's your personality now could you imagine <laughs> me without my my weave are you freaking you kidding me you were so bad as bitch without your weave I was you you're were. not wrong you're not wrong okay so moving forward so we I came I did my consultation consultation yes. we fell in love right but then I feel like I got to know you like one hair appointment at a time. <laughs> we became, we became friends. And so mm-hmm. I, so what led me to really be so like driven and inspired by you was when I was like, Oh, I want to be a nurse. We all know how that uh, journey led for myself. But I remember when I was here in your chair, you have, you were like, yeah, I like tried to do that yep. and that didn't work out <clears throat> for me. And I was like, wait, what? And then recently, I was here and we talked about you doing the hygienist school. And I was like, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You have this woman who is so successful that did all of these things before you got here. Tried, yeah. So I want to talk about McKenna from the very beginning. 
Not from the womb. Not, not from the womb. Not started from the, almost 30 years ago. Not from the hoo-ha, you know. But I feel like it's so important for people to know, like, it's okay to try things, fail them, it's not okay love them. Absolutely hate them. Yeah. And so say, yikes. So what happened? Um, I want to know. Okay, here's where I think we should start. Okay. From high school. High school McKenna. Like, when you were graduating high school, were you like, I want to be a fucking nurse? No, actually, high school McKenna, I was dead set on becoming an esthetician because one of my really good friends who had already graduated high school was like, McKenna, you can make so much money and you can set your own schedule. I was like, I don't want, I don't like to admit that I'm a really, <laughs> I am a money driven individual, but I am. It takes, it's expensive to yeah. be McKenna Thurston. Takes money to, <laughs> takes money to run the Queen Crown. Yeah, I get it, it says. <laughs> it's literally very expensive to be me. Um, that sounded awful. No, um, I love it. It's a truth. But I had told my counselor that. I had said, oh, I would like to do the, what was that? What, PCC. Oh, yeah. Uh, Public Community, Community College. I was told them I want to go to the cosmetology program at PCC. And they told me, you'll never, you'll never make any money doing that. We really need to make sure that you uh, apply to the fort and then have some other colleges that you apply for because you need a four-year degree to do anything. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. Um, Dang. So, I just burped. I feel like I'm so okay. very conscious of my swallowing. With <laughs> my white cloth. Stop. Your white claw is fantastic. <laughs> Would you want to, you think you're going to spill it? No, I feel like I'm gulping so loud. I can't even um, But yeah, so they told me I would not, I would not be successful if I did not get a four-year degree. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, here we go. I applied to Mesa, you know, all of them. All yeah. Of them all the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cause I was dating my now husband. Yeah. We're going to um, get into that too. I was dating Max. And he had already decided to go to Wyoming. So I was like, well, I, there's no point for me to stay here. So I applied to Mesa. I applied to Fort. Just really dead set on either one of those schools. Um, and, yeah, so I did it. I tried to – tried. And then at the last Which minute – Which one did you – okay, so you tried, like, by applying, you mean? Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. No, like, I applied, and I just was like, I do not want to go to a four-year college. I know maybe that sounds stupid that I wanted to stay in Durango because of that mindset that we all have been uh, raised oh, in, in the small – Our generation, absolutely. small-town mindset. Yeah. Like, you'll never do anything successful if you stay in the same place that you were born. Um, so I literally waited and waited and waited. And then finally my dad called my uncle Dan and was like, we have to get her at San Juan and (laughs) (laughs) you have to meet us and we need to get her at least in some classes at San Juan. And like, you got to do something. You have to do something with your life. If you're going to stay here, you can't just like go to hair school. I was like, all right, fine. I'll do it. Um, so first Dan, Dan and Jess. My uncle and my aunt were like, why don't you try the dental hygiene program? Like, get your prereqs and apply to the dental hygiene program. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Jess makes good money. Yeah. I'd love to. And if she can do it, I can probably <laughs> do it too. if she can do it, yeah. I can do it. Um, which is, yeah, Jessica's brilliant. And <laughs> I'm not very school-oriented. And I should have known that going in. Um, so I took, some, took all my prereqs, 
applied, did not, I applied to the dental hygiene program, did not make it in, had to act like I was sad. Stop. <laughs> because I was like, thank God. Do you think you were like kind of relieved though? Oh, I was like 1, 000, so happy. 1000% relieved that I did not make it into the dental hygiene program. So I was like, this is not. Shadowed Jessica one time doing old people teeth. And yeah. I said, absolutely not. This is not where yeah. I need to be. So then I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to do dental hygiene school, why don't we try nursing? Like I already have all yeah. my prereqs. That's going to be so much better. Um, Took one <laughs> One phlebotomy class, passed out on the floor. Oh, and oh my gosh. Passed out while trying to draw someone's blood. I was not even having my blood drawn. Absolutely not. I was drawing someone else's blood and passed out on the floor. Um, and then when I came to, I was like, so maybe nursing is not my thing either. I already had all of these prereqs. So I was like, well, why don't I try to be a teacher? Okay, this is not a part of the story that I even knew. Yeah, why don't I try to be a teacher? I could do that. I could hang out. Uh, uh, I love kids. Very quickly after I did like my first shadowing, not even student teaching, was I like, oh, I Never just mind. remembered I hate other people's kids. Yeah, and this, yeah. Um, it's very different when you're a teacher anyways. Yeah, like it's, exactly. that's a very designed person. It takes a beautiful person, i.e. my sister, Matt's, Maddie. Yeah one should the best ever molding our young minds of the future yeah um such her drive but in that span of two and a half years i tried those three tried those three professions not for me and finally i told everybody that was like pushing me to do these different things i was like i can't i'm going to hair school made an appointment to go do my interview that day when i when i had decided oh to gosh. not be a teacher anymore um, did my interview and the rest is history. Do you feel like you felt like you were going to disappoint everyone? Absolutely. And because so, that, so like, many fear. people, yeah, so many people were like, hairdressing is like a trashy profession. It, it, back then though, like that generation and like even my parents, that was the mindset. It is. It, it, it's I feel weird. like it still is somewhat there. There are stigmas that are still so attached from when we were raised in that in that world. And that's not any shame mm -hmm. to our parents or who, who they were. That's all they knew at the time, right? Is yeah. back then, if you didn't have a four-year college degree, you were you were nothing. You were never gonna go anywhere, you were never gonna survive anything. And so what we know now is that is like the total opposite. You end up having student debt that you have to pay for careers that you didn't give a shit about and didn't follow through with, yep. you know? So it's an interesting thing. And this is like why I feel like it's so important to do things like this, like talking about things we've been through is because there are women still out there who are still living that kind of a life. Like they have these barriers mm -hmm. on them because they have the stigmas attached to them, especially from small towns, totally. especially from this small town. Like the fact that your counselor was like, look, you're not, you don't absolutely go to hair school, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's an absolute, like, no, no, it's never going to happen. So, okay. So you then went to hair school at San Juan, right? Yes. I learned that San Juan had a, uh, had a cosmetology program. Um, but I was still in that mindset that I wanted to be an esthetician and just wax and do facials and that kind of stuff. Then my first day of cosmetology at, or first day of orientation for the esthetician program I was like oh geez 
you you have to be able to do it all to be market marketable oh okay. in this right industry. okay like you that makes have sense. to be able to do it all so i went and talked to the um talked to the professors there i don't even know if they're called professors my instructors instructors <laughs> uh, instructors they're probably both and they were like yes you yes that's a really good call like if you were gonna do anything i would say switch into the cosmetology department so that's what I did. And you can make more money essentially, like if you do basically if you do more if you're able to do more services, you're able to make more money. So, so did Max did he leave to go to college while did, you were doing that? He was well, he had moved home by this point. Um, but he was up in uh University of Wyoming for a year and then he came home because I I don't even know actually why why he came well, home. Well, because he wanted with you probably <laughs> long distance was really hard on yeah. us. Um, yeah, so he had come home by that point. We had just moved in together and hair school requires you to be in class from eight to five, five days a week. So we were so broke. Yeah, of course. Struggling, um, to... Did you guys live together? Yeah, we actually lived over across the road in Maddie's old house. Oh, stop. I didn't know that. Yes. Wait, how did Kimberly feel about you guys living together before you were married? Oh, that was, that's a story for another day. That's another, that's another podcast, huh? That's a different time. Sorry, Kimberly. You have to probably interview Kimberly and Sean to see how they felt about that. (laughs) But yeah, we were living together. It was, we were so broke because I wasn't able to work. Yeah, you weren't making any dollar bills. I was not making any dollar bills. You were not expensive ass at that time. No. You were broke ass McKenna. we were were broke, broke ass McKenna and Max. It was, yes, it was. But worth it, right? Because now. So then you worked in a salon in Durango yes, for a while. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, and I actually worked for them on the weekends while I was in hair school. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, yeah. To I was just I, I was just front desk at that point. Um, but getting to see what they do on the daily or just during the weekend was yeah, so eye opening and just kind of reaffirmed that that that's was, where you wanted this to be. Is, I was actually happy. Yeah, for like going to school, even though we were so broke, I was so incredibly happy. But you could probably see that eventually, like you would be making money. Yes. Like eventually, even if you worked in a fucking Great Clips, you were gonna be making dollar bills. Remember, is Great Clips still a thing? Great Clips, I think so. Is I think that's a Walmart? place. Is that the Walmart one? Yeah. I think it's it had its. I think, I think it had it has it, its own. I think that one's like a, like a chain. I don't remember what the one in Walmart is. I think that's a different one. But Greg Clips, remember you used to by the like by the subways, yes, yes. <laughs> over by Walmart. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get off track here. <laughs> so okay, when um so then you get you get married, you yep. move to Bayfield, and let's talk about your your baby making time. Okay. So do you? There was a post that you made on social media. I feel like it was a while ago. Oh oh no, it was on the TikTok, and it was about the birth control pill. Oh yes. So birth control, I feel like, so I personally have, I was on birth control one time in my entire life and fertile myrtle. I mean, I was on birth control for like a hot baby second and it's something that like I feel like holds a lot of power now, like as an adult where when you go off of it, Mm -hmm. you know, then it's hard to totally get pregnant. Yeah. So like right after hair school, right after we because we got, I got married in the middle of hair school. Like I couldn't even take any time off. Oh my gosh. Because they were like, no, you can't miss more than, you can't miss more than, I think it's like 10 hours. Jeez. And then you can't be a hairstylist or they wouldn't give you, they would make you take the classes over again. So we got married in the middle. We were married for a year and then we started trying. Um, and I had been on birth control at that point for 
Literally since I was 15. So like a long ass Literally time. the whole time me and Max have been together. I was yeah. on birth control. Not knowing, not realizing that it could be so detrimental yeah. to wanting to start a family later. Um, yeah, we tried. Got pregnant right away, but then um, had, we had lots of mis- We had seven miscarriages before we that's had That's a lot. And it was, I wow, was, that's a lot. It's, it was a lot. And it was a lot emotionally, mentally, physically. But a lot of it, I do chalk that up to not being well informed. Um, you in, mean like from birth control? From birth or, control. Okay. Yeah, I chalk a lot of that up to being on birth control for so long and messing up your system. And then not really knowing how to navigate that yeah. once you want to start trying for your family and I feel like do you think because you were so young at the time like emotionally like we grew up in an era where emotions were just not something you really talked about yeah not something that you really dealt with it was kind of like okay I'm going to be sad today and then tomorrow's a new day right so seven times of that is like a lot that's a lot it was it was a lot it was so so hard and that's uh I think after our sixth one, I was like, I'm done. I can't. Yeah. Or after our seventh one, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, let's adopt. I would think that would be way less emotionally uh, taxing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got pregnant with Isla. But it was seven seven times that, that, that it happened. Seven heartbreaks. Seven heartbreaks. Yeah. Until we could actually have a baby. And then how... How far apart are Isla and Huck? Isla and Huck are almost two years exactly. Oh my gosh. They're 25 months apart. Yeah, it was crazy. They're going to love that as they get older. But that's like a lot of, I think, what makes you so strong and so open about those things are women our age who are just now getting married. Like, we kind of did those things a little bit sooner, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think a lot of women now are going through those struggles and not talking about them. And they're not, they're doing them... And they're around us who have kids like other women. And so exactly. you and so this was one of the most, I think, beautiful things that I loved about you is that you were sharing those things. Right. And well, I just saw that no one I, I feel like everybody posts those kind of things on Instagram, maybe not not clout chasing, but like for attention yeah you know yeah. like I feel like it, it can come along with that when you I think that's what social media comes with some of that yeah. yeah some of that but I didn't see anything that I like looked at on Instagram that was like well we had a miscarriage and then now look like we have our rainbow baby I didn't see anybody who was going through the same things as me like you you try and like in high school they're like well don't have sex even one time because you'll get pregnant and then you'll die yeah, yeah, because that's, that's what that was sex. That's what we're yeah. That's what we're and a banana. Like yeah. uh, freaking Mean Girls was not yeah. that far off. Um, <clears throat> but then you get into the nitty gritty of it, and you have your a miscarriage the first time you're pregnant is awful, and then you have more after that. So terrible. And I there's no way nobody talks about those. And things. nobody yeah, nobody talks about it. Nobody. Uh, it just is like swept under the rug. Like, yeah, you, yeah, people have one and you're good. But no one ever talked to me about recurrent pregnancy loss or infertility that can follow after being on birth control for so long. Right. Um, which, yeah. And those, I think those are heavy things. And when you 
live in a small town, we don't have like resources that bigger places no, have. We don't. Or, you know, I feel like bigger cities, they have more people, which comes with more stories. And yes. we live in a very modern world. So that's where you have the podcast and social media and TikTok where people are slowly talking about things. Yep. This like what we're talking about is going to be designed for people who are here who are like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm experiencing those same things and right. I'm I'm going to be 30 or I'm 31 or 32 and mm-hmm. I had no idea that that was a thing. I had, and how, you know, now they can say, well, McKenna, can like you tell me how you dealt with it? Right. How did you, how did you survive your marriage? You know, like you and Max have been together, how many years, 17? <laughs> it'll be 15 15 because we started dating we're both 30 yeah we just That's, started dating when we were 15 oh my god dirty 30 is coming dirty up soon 30. oh my gosh I think there are so many facets to just that topic alone but right. like surviving your marriage because your husband if you don't know how to handle it mm-hmm. he probably didn't know how to handle it either exactly and his emotions too totally and those are those are things that I I don't really post about that but I do post about how hard uh the miscarriages were, but I will say, I don't know if we weren't, I actually chalked this all up to how great a, a communicator Max is and how just literally just an angel on earth that this, that man is. Um, I don't know if we would have made it Yeah. through all of that had, um, Max and I been as good at communicating as we were when, the, when all those really scary, awful things were happening. Yeah. I think that's also a testament for how much you guys love each other, you know, because totally. those are this those are the really hard, truthful things that happen. Right. And you have to overcome them. And then you have even when you're pregnant with Isla, you probably still have like that fear. Like the whole oh, pregnancy. The whole preg- even I I get envious even seeing girls on Instagram right now that are like you know, they do the, they, they take the test on like and film their reactions. Oh yeah. Like, that yeah. must be so cool because yeah. I'll, I, you know, I'll never get to do that. You'll never have that. Because literally as soon as you take a test, when you've had so many, you're like, I can't even get excited. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. I can't get excited even when I'm showing. Yeah. Uh, And then from there, even when you're showing, you're like, oh my God, so many bad things can happen during a pregnancy. And I feel like I couldn't ever, I didn't enjoy it with Isla, like. I did love, I love being pregnant. I was one of those weirdos that just absolutely loved everything, everything about it, even when I was so sick, but. Were you sick, like, with Isla and Huck? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So incredibly sick. I, I don't remember if I was, or I feel like it was so long ago, I just don't rem- and, you know, Rylan's going to be 13, so I feel like back then, we didn't even have the video, TikTok wasn't, <laughs> social media right. wasn't, you don't share you're pregnant when you're 20, you know, it's not, it's not, right. I, I think that's also what's, okay, so we're going to circle, we're going to circle back around, okay. we're, okay. we're going to come back, perfect, perfect. we're going to get back to some happy, and then we're going to come, okay. we're going to come back, All right. so you, you leave the salon, and you decide, okay, I want to be with my kids and my family, and I want to have the farmhouse, yes, and how does that Max is just like sweet I'll be I'll build you a salon <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually a super funny story so during COVID um during COVID I had quit at the salon that I worked at in town uh because I did want to be with Isla and we did, had no COVID was so new yeah and I was grotesquely pregnant with Huck at this point and I was like well geez I can't what if I get sick yeah like I that's so scary and we don't know how it affects pregnant women so I had quit because I wanted to be with my babies and 
Then Huck was born. Huck was just like a dream. Both of my babies were so easy. I think someone up there knew that I had to have easy babies that yeah. through the night from day one. <laughs> Man, survive. You really did get lucky there. <laughs> like, yeah, there's the, someone someone up there knew uh, that I needed that. But around like, I don't know, Huck was maybe four months old at that point, And I was like, I am so bored. I love being a stay-at-home mom, but I am not cut out to not have my own thing. Yeah. So then I started sneaking clients into my kitchen. Oh, in I didn't know that. Yeah, and then... Ride or die clients, baby. We needed our hair done during the <laughs> pandemic. Come on, baby. <laughs> my, my OG clients, you all know who you are, who had to bend over the bathtub at the Bayfield house. Stop. <laughs> While my pregnant belly, like, touches your shoulder. <laughs> While you're rinsing them out. <laughs> or my giant uh, nursing boobs was, like, touching your shoulder while I'm trying to rinse you out in my bathtub. You all know who you are. Um, then I got, I actually got reported by someone who was very... Stop. I, I have, I can speculate who it was. But uh, if you're listening, you're trash. <laughs> Please, uh, trash. I can, oh, my God. I can speculate who it was. Wait. So it had to have been somebody who who came to your house, who right? Knew, who knew oh that God. I who knew that I was doing it. Oh, I can do the process of elimination. Who doesn't come to see me anymore? Oh my no, God! I'm just stop. kidding. Trash. I'm just kidding. Trash. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I'm so, yeah. dead. Someone reported me for doing hair during COVID, and Snitches. I I actually have a really good relationship with the lady who's in charge of the licensing in Colorado. I hope, I hope you're not listening, <laughs> ma'am, of the licensing. Because she didn't mean it. She's super great and was like, hey, we're gonna, um, just so you know, there's like a red flag on your, um, you've been, this is not like a happy call, you've been turned in. And I was like, why? I would have not been doing hair. And she's like, girl, we know you've been doing hair in oh your kitchen. Oh my gosh. And I was like, who hasn't when you're a hairdresser who hasn't been doing hair in their house during and the, like everything is shut during down the pandemic yeah. um that's gonna probably get me in trouble it's okay um but yeah so we'll I, cut it out i got <laughs> i got reported um and max was like bro we're in the middle of a pandemic you're in hot working we literally cannot afford a 15,000 or 1500 dollar fine is that do they find you well, they could. I just got a little warning. Oh, okay. So a warning little, first. A little slap on the okay. wrist. Okay. Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be doing Don't that. Don't be doing that. Okay. And I said, okay, fine, 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 fine. So literally two days went by, and Max, this actually, uh, the salon where we are at right now. Yeah. Um, this the little first area that I had in my salon was actually. Uh, where Max stored all of his meat when oh my he was, when he was, I forgot about that when he was hunt when he would hunt. So there's like four or five freezers in this area and he literally two days after i got the warning he had moved everything out he had painted the floor for me and built me a little makeshift um makeshift station and like oh drilled holes my in gosh. It so i could put my dryer and everything and he was like see now you have a spot um, and you guys were living there already. No, we were, we hadn't, we hadn't sold the Bayfield house yet. So I was commuting from Bayfield to do like my OG clients. Yeah. Okay. Um, fast forward, we sold the Bayfield house. So I was right here. Is that why you guys sold it? So you could move here so you could be close to the salon or were there mm -hmm. other reasons? You don't have to say them, but no, we just wanted to 
make a little money while well that's right yeah could. of course yeah well, we could and then we could live in a relatively cheap house since we yeah. rent it from the farm and right next door exactly and i'm literally 20 feet away from my 20 feet no more no less state if you're listening <laughs> if you're um, listening <laughs> from our house and i can just walk out and do hair and yeah he, he had it done and then i grew like when i told people i was doing hair again i grew so fast yeah so i cannot wait to talk about that that's like one of the biggest i think it's inspiring so when you think about salons in durango okay you do have that mind setting of the counselor from years ago it's like there's a few there's a few things that go with that it's like Durango is super expensive, and the people here already have their hairdressers because they've yeah. been here for years, right? Exactly. Remember what I told you. We don't got to get into detail. Remember what I told you on day one. So it's like you you went from zero to a fucking million overnight is what it literally seems like and feels like just even watching you. So I can't imagine how that feels like for you, right? So you are now a staple in Durango. So, so it's it's interesting to think about and feel about though because I feel like the extension game like got massively huge. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at me. I was like, look, I'm not gonna have that shit on my head. Like it's heavy. Mm-hmm. I had it glued in one time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like you started marketing in a modern way, which is what set you aside from places that had already been here for years. And you found this generation of people that were looking for something different. I can't speak on other people. What I can speak on for myself is the very first day that I came here, it was it was you that made it different. Like I had had a hairdresser doing my, I was happy with my hair and my blonding, right? Yeah, it was, I, it was very beautiful. Thank you. It was, it was, it was gorgeous. It was what I wanted, right? So it was like, I was, I was content. And I told you that I was like, look, you can put extensions in my hair, but you can't touch my color because I don't know. I, I don't trust you. <laughs> I sat in your chair and there was something about the farmhouse and there was something about you that made it different. And I feel like obviously other people felt that too. And it has continued to just grow, but there is also this part of you that we're going to talk about. This is like the, we're getting deep here. So okay, let's do it. There's this part of you that at first I was like, okay, do I love this or am I scared of this? You are a hairdresser and a business owner that sets standards. And those standards are set because you believe in your work. And that is something that our generation of women, like look at look at what you did for two years because you were worried about what other people thought you should do or how they felt. But now you have this standard and you're like, look, come or don't come, but this is what I offer and this is my product. So I, I want to know how you got to that like strength board. You were like, look, these are my prices. I deserve these prices. And cause I know that was a hard, I know that's an awkward thing. Like, so I, no, I still, I still struggle with that. Like, cause you know, you want to, you want to be everybody's friend and you don't want to be like, just, you know, charge so much and people will be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I afford to come to you. I think that extensions alone themselves are, I mean, they're not cheap, right? And so I think that's a, it's a scary thing when you come in and you get those quotes and you get those things, but you have a way of setting that standard and, and keeping it. And that is what makes you also very different. 
but then you do your work and it's like an, it's not an addiction. It's like a, um, so every time I've come here for the last, I want to say 13 weeks has truly been a day for me. God, am I going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. We're going to be fine. It has truly been a day. Like there have been some really bad mental health days for me. And I am the type of person where I, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I remember. I'm so sorry. I know. I, you're like, yeah. That came out wrong. And so, like, I remember, like, a hairdresser, like, your hairdresser is your therapist. Right. And it's your your happy place and your comfort place. And I remember coming here, and it was, like, some of those days were some of the worst emotional days. And I was trying to fake it. Mm-hmm. Right? I was trying to just, like, be the best version of myself because I just wanted to hang out with you. Right. But I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't break away that like feeling and that, that hard stuff for my own, my own shit. Right. But then you turned me around in the chair and I was like, bitch, we back, we back, baby. We are the hottest thing of all time. (laughs) And I feel like that's something that you have really, that's why your standards are the way they are is the work that you do isn't just hair. It's like a passion, like, you know, that really exudes in the work that you do. So it's like, did you just wake up and you were good at it? Uh, no. <laughs> Such no. an awkward question, right? How are you so good? How do I answer that without sounding cocky? Um, no. So you answer truthfully. While I was in hair school, there were several times that I was like, because there were girls that were already so good that I was like, ooh, maybe I messed up here too. Maybe we'll be, maybe we'll be dropping out of this. But actually, Max had already paid. We Max. Because Max was the only one working at the time. Max had paid for my kit. And he was like, listen, I love you so much. But you can't drop out of this one. <laughs> you you like, got to follow through. I said, okay, sir. Okay. I will follow through with this one. I'm good. He was like, we can't afford to not. Okay? You can't have another career now. You literally, we cannot do a switch right in the middle after we've already paid for your hair school. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But there were several times that I was like, I don't know, man. I do not know if I'm cut out for this. And I decided right then and there in school, like, obviously, these other girls are super badass for a reason. I started watching, just, like, consuming, devouring uh, YouTube uh, YouTube tutorials for from, like, Sam Vila and, or Via. <laughs> And all of those, I don't even know who that all is, of those so. really big hair <laughs> hair guys like Guy Tang was really popular when I was in school. Um, all of these girls, Chrissy, hair hair by Chrissy from Habit. Oh yeah, I okay. started consuming those videos um, daily, nightly, and Max would be like, "Can you come to bed?" And I just was watching so many YouTube videos because there were already girls who heard that their game was like up here. And I was like, I just, I feel like I need to be able to compete with that even in school. Yeah. So that's how it started. Do you feel like that's where you are? Like if you're the way that you run your salon and the things that you do, like with other places, you know, like weddings and all those venues, do you feel like you're always making sure that your game is like authentic and just like hard running? Like you're always up on your education. One, 1,000%. Um, yes, I, there's not a time, there's not a month during the year that I'm not paying for continuing education because it is so very important to stay 
relevant in the yeah. air game you you have to you have to invest it's an investment into your continuing education if you want to continue to turn out your best work yeah you can't just stay stagnant and not take any yeah you got to keep going continuing all the time. education classes but i will say shameless shameless little uh plug for ibe they made <laughs> invisible meat extensions is the best app yeah they make it yeah. so they make it so we can do that and i can turn out these amazing extension installations yeah i think there is something really important for people who are if you've made it this far you know um and you're not <laughs> just you're like not deterred you're not just like man these bitches are just like whatever i think there's something important to you know when i was sitting in your chair and i decided like okay nursing school isn't for me and then I was like, you know, I want to do something else. There's something important to understand that some of the most successful women now have tried something else and failed more than one time. And that's such a hard thing to say out loud. Like, even I feel guilty saying that about you sitting here, but I'm saying it in a positive way, right? There's this stigma that we have to try something that is, you know, supposed to be the best thing for us. And we announce it to the world. And we're like, okay, I'm doing this. And if we fail at it, then we are like, oh my God, I suck. I remember sitting here and when you said to me, yeah, I tried to be a dental hygienist too. I was like, whoa. I was like, really? Like I was so shocked because I was like, man, if only we knew that you can try something and fucking fail at it and be really good at something fucking else. Mm -hmm. Like the whole point of this podcast and me talking to you is that you are a staple for someone who is is powerful and has built this with max and your family and all of the things but you tried a lot of fucking shit before you did this it doesn't matter that you knew this was your passion right like back then you still did a lot of other things yeah. and those things didn't work out for you and then even this one thing it was like well maybe maybe i don't know you know and so i feel like we are scared we grew up we're millennials right yeah so we grew up in a world where it was like you have to do the best you can possibly do right now because if you don't you're trash <laughs> you're out you're out gonna make it and i think we don't talk about this kind of stuff like enough we don't talk about all the hard things that we tried years ago and mm -hmm. then now we don't do i'm still trying to figure out what it is i want to be when i grow up and i'm gonna be 35 and there's nothing wrong with that. You can change whoever or whatever you want to be, whatever you want. You just have to try your hardest. And I think that's what's so important about the farmhouse is that now you're in a place where you're thriving and you're being talked about. And I don't even think you realize how big of a salon you are because you made a comment the other day and I am not going to repeat it. We will talk about that on alone time, but it's like, you're very, you're very humble and it's, you're, you're booked solid all the time. You have to take time for yourself because you are so booked. Have you lost clients here and there? Yeah, but that's always going to be the hair game. That's going to be any profession. Yeah. Any service uh, provider. You're going to, you're going to lose people. You're not, we're not going to gel. We're not going to yeah. gel with everybody. You're going to, you're going to gain some, you're going to lose some and it's going to be inevitable. But I feel like you've created this place in your business that says, this is, I'm McKenna Thurston. I own the farmhouse and you are safe here. And that is that is not said very lightly, like in this town, like in Durango. 
Durango is very, I could probably get in trouble for this. I don't know by who, but <laughs> I'm not sure who the boss man is, but. Um, the Durango I, police, don't, yeah, don't you date yeah, the Durango yeah, police? Yeah, yeah. You're well, married to him? Yeah, I'm married to him, he's fine. <laughs> I, I feel like the, the way that the world looks at things in Durango is still very one-scoped. And so you have to be one size, you have to have a certain amount of money, you have to be certain things. And the farmhouse has never made me feel that way. And I feel like that is just, it's important. And you have created that. And that's something that's really beautiful. Um, so we're going to circle around to a, a few more things here. And then, man, our time is almost up, sis. I, that's going to go quick, right? So you recently post, and you don't have to talk about this. You can literally just give me the middle finger and I'll say like, sorry, everybody, we got to go. Um, you started this TikTok thing. And dude, I, when I saw it two days ago, I was like, dude, she's such a bad bitch. But all your bucket list things before you want to do before you're 30, which is you're literally 30 in like eight days, nine days. How many days until you're 30? Oh, uh, well, what is today? Uh, it's 25. 25 days. 25 so how days. many, and how many things are on your bucket list? 30? No, I, I, you know, in retrospect, I could have done 30 days to 30, but I was like, February 1st, Well, February doesn't even have 30 days. <laughs> I know, exactly. So it worked out so perfect. I just get, I just yeah. get gypped yeah. every year. I don't get 30 days. And I then there's like a leap year or something. So, yeah. <laughs> so every now and then you get 29. Um, there's 20, there's 28. I, and there's only like a couple big ones that I need to get done. Or I want so, to get done. <laughs> the one, obviously, I'm sure you know I want to talk about is the adoption. Yeah. Like, do you want to talk about that? Like, you yeah. posted it on the TikTok, so I was yeah. like, I feel like this no, is no, fair. Uh, I mean, like, it is, like, so in our infancy. Like, me and Max literally just, like... Like, fresh. We just literally sent in, like, hey, this is something we want to do. And the adoption agency just got back to us and sent us all of our information. So you're, like, in the beginning process. We're literally in the beginning process. But are you just, like, so pumped? I'm so pumped. And I know... It's almost like a relief. Is it? Do you not... think it's bitter, like a bittersweet? Because I know that followed your. Do I stalk you? Maybe I don't know. Am I obsessed <laughs> with you? It's hard to say. But obviously that that came a few days after one of your other hard times. We don't yes. have to talk about that. We can. No, uh, we totally can. I know we only have. We have just. No, we're good. Bit. We'll we'll just keep going. I... Um. No. So recently. Uh, on top of on top of having multiple miscarriages before we had Isla, um, I've also had two ectopic pregnancies. I had one before Huck. Like Huck wasn't even supposed to be. We were gonna be done after Isla, and then Max Surprise. made Max made his famous margaritas. Dude, margaritas are heaven on our own. And then voila, Huck out of surprise against all odds. Huck is here. Um, so then after that, we decided we wanted to try for a third baby, and I had an, another ectopic pregnancy um, uh, right before Christmas last year. So, like, year. recently? Yeah, just recently. Oh, my gosh. And that kind of had led to... That kind of had led to the decision either I could get um, I could get my tubes tied, so that doesn't happen anymore, or Max could get the snip snip. Um, Max, you're up. <laughs> I was your like, turn. <laughs> I was like, oh, that ain't me, buddy. That ain't me. Yeah, it's your turn. Your turn. Um, while, and while it was really sad because we wanted a third baby so bad, and I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe we could do it and have our have a biological baby one more time. Yeah. Even though it's never really hasn't worked out in our favor. Right. Uh, up until very, this. very yeah. many times. Yeah. Um. So to get that news and just like have a set path, like, oh, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And adoption has always been something like right before we got pregnant with Isla, I was like, I can't take any more of this heartbreak. Like, let's just, 
let's just try to get our get our stuff done for adoption. Let's just um, move on. And that's so that's yeah. always been in the fifth or I mean in the six years we've been actively trying to have babies. That's always something that we've come back to, and to be at this point where we can just say we're done having babies and can just put all of our time and energy into adopting is so liberating such a relief yeah yeah and I know there's I know there's tons of heartbreak that comes with adoption as well right things can go wrong with adoption yeah, absolutely um but it's just like it's a new struggle that we are so ready to take on it's a new amazing journey exactly so let me ask you this and I wasn't going to do any mental health with your ass because it just wasn't the topic of us but <laughs> there has to come like some depression with that right and oh, some really hard times yeah totally so I feel like you and I are very similar in the sense where like you that is something that's like very private to you that you maybe don't even like admit to yourself yeah but like how do you I think something we don't fucking talk about as women our age is like the depression. How do you how do you cope with that? Or I, do you? I didn't for a really long time. I um a a <laughs> I suppress it and don't feel it. I am a big dissociator, right? Is that the yeah, right? Yeah. Um I'm really really good at dissociating and just not <laughs> feeling things. Really good at gaslighting myself. Mm. But in the last days, year shopping. Yeah, exactly. In the last year I did start therapy and work through uh, a lot of mostly centered around our infertility struggles and all of the miscarriages and that kind of stuff. Um, so with this last one, I feel like I was able to really process it, really process it in a super healthy manner and not just, uh, throw myself into my work or <laughs> drinking. You know what that's called? Partying. That's growth, baby. That's growth. <laughs> that's growth. Yeah. yeah. Partying because it was before we had kids. Uh, like throw myself into that but this time it feels so good to have to be able to process it and then move forward and just feel all the feelings yeah Yeah. in a healthy way but still be sad but welcoming this new chapter in a really healthy way if you could tell the women or the woman out there listening who is from our generation that is really struggling with who they are and who they want to be what would you, what advice would you give to them about, I know it's like a loaded question, but what advice would you give to the person out there who is struggling on who they want to be, what profession they want to find, and just really finding themselves from our era in our small town? Like what would, what advice would you give to them? Oh geez, that's so, so incredibly so loaded, hard. Right? Um... Well, especially if they grew up here, like we did, um, you have to not care what anybody thinks or says. Dude, you have to. Great to say. You, you, you have, have to. to. You have I to agree. not care. And I recently saw something on Instagram that <laughs> this girl was like, well, you know, I wanted to start posting get ready with me videos. And I had to delete everybody from high school to feel good. Oh, yeah. And feel comfortable. Um, so... I don't think you have to go that far, but you just have to, you don't, you can't, you cannot care what people think You have because to be they're going to talk either way. That is the best you, thing you literally ever said. They're going to talk either way. Whether they are singing your praises or saying what a see you next Tuesday you are. Yeah. It is, 
they're gonna talk. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> I was gonna say something so cliche. Why don't you give them something to talk about? <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. You gotta say it in like a good. Like this is gonna be the end to the end. So you like you gotta you gotta say it now. Give them something to talk you about. You gotta give them something to talk about. Might as well because they're gonna well. talk anyways. They're gonna talk anyway. Oh my gosh. Well, I just I love you so much and thank you for giving me all your tea, sis. <laughs> and to all you bitches out there listening, don't care. I don't care about don't care about the the negatives. Exactly. You know, just oh. live your best life and also make sure you come to the farmhouse to get your extensions. Love you. Bye. Bye.